for me, it's personal because I grew up in Hong Kong. I grew up、um, watching kung fu films as, as a kid, so I totally know what you're playing with.、Um, and then being in kung fu films myself,、uh, you know, I see another take on it. And then coming here and dealing with all the Asian stuff. But you know, we have a lot of crap going on here, and you guys are a very timely、um, time to address, like you said earlier, is people of color, Asians representing on screen without being side characters and creating your own standards and framing around everything. So this is really important.、Um, I don't know what I want to ask you first. Maybe about the、um, the voice, the, the the Asian voice, and why it's taken so long, or. How much further we still have to go with this? Ooh, that's, that's a that's, lot to that, that, that's a lot to unpack. That, but, that, but that starts with why systemic、it. racism. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So, yes. But I don't know if we have the time to get. I know. <laughs> well, let's give teasers, and then maybe if we have time, we'll、yeah. kind of unpack. Yeah. But tell, be honest. I mean, this is a K two H is a you know university radio station,、mm. and people are wanting to unpack this stuff and recognizing the problems. So. Well. well Yeah, for yeah. me, you know, and huge like、uh, you know, I, for me coming into LA, I was originally from New York、uh, to Hollywood in the '80s.、Um, it was a lot of years of, of you know feeling that you know just taking away the manhood from Asian men and, and you know objectifying our women. So I was dealing with that for you know all of us for、yeah. decades. Yeah. You know?、um, slowly, it gets better, and then, then at one point when Jackie Chan and Jet Li became popular. Unfortunately for Asian Americans, it dumbed down our roles again because then everything became triad or yakuza related.、Yeah. So then we had to go through another kind of transformation. And so a film like this is so special to me. When the script came, when I was reading it, I'm just like, this is just beautiful because these are just guys、these、we all know. We all know. We know、real. these. We know elements. You know, I, I feel I'm part of Danny. You know, you know, Jim and and Hank. So for me, when I read it, it just spoke. Volume. So、okay. for me, that's why I was down for the film because it's, it goes beyond. Oh, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna. You killed my master. I'm gonna kill yours. It's, it's not that. It's just there's so much. There's life going on with、yeah. all these characters. But then again, there is that spoofy part、yes. that if you know the genre,、yes. you had a lot of fun with that. Exactly.、Yes. So did you guys grow up watching kung fu films? Absolutely.、Yeah. What are、yeah. some big influences? I want to know which ones. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, well. We were excited to come to Hawaii because we felt like Hawaii kind of gets that East-West entertainment. Because that's how we grew up. We watched, you know, Hong Kong movies, TVB series at home. Go out and watch, you know, big popcorn Hollywood movies, you know, on the Cineplex. So we always had that entertainment that always good, but we never quite saw ourselves, you know, in in either ones, if that makes sense, on screen.、Yeah. So in a way, this was a way to kind of integrate all those inspirations. But yes, Hong Kong movies are a huge inspiration for us. Jackie Chan, obviously, for me, Corey Yoon. All the Shaw Brothers films, all these、uh, filmmakers that were great, and just kind of setting us on our way to understand what kind of East and West filmmaking really yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee, Shaw Brothers, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and and then it's like you watch as a kid. And for me, I was fortunate to work with some of these guys. So, they did. Yeah. yeah so,、um, yeah. So they definitely were the inspiration.、And、yeah. Same. I did a whatever these guys said because I think the biggest influence for me as an actor was, of course, Bruce Lee. And I, I think did it inspire to learn martial arts as well, or was it just that the seeing on screen? I think、both. it was, it was think. both, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was such an icon. Yeah, he had it all.、Yeah. You know, the looks, the the movement, the you know, just the charisma that he exuded on screen was undeniable. So、yeah. um, for me,、uh, I think it was both the acting and also the martial arts. 
I mean, we all did nunchucks, right? Did because you guys all really? Did you guys all? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. With varying levels of success. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I mean, the same thing with all the other guys is like, you know, we. I'm sorry. I'm really rude. I didn't even let you guys introduce your oh. names. Can we backtrack a little bit? <laughs> okay. and start, so excited. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. Just okay, let's start are. off. Yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, my name is Alan Duong. I'm one of the producers of the Paper Tigers. Okay. <laughs> I'm Yuji Okamoto, and I'm also one of the producers. I'm Ron Yuan, I play Hing. I'm Bao Tran, the writer-director, B-A-O-T-R-A-N. And I'm Crystal, and I'm the rudest <laughs> interviewer. I'm sorry, go ahead and yeah. continue. No, no, I was just saying, you know, like for, for all of us, you know, we, we kind of grew, grew up idolizing, you know, like martial arts, and, you know, we, we all have martial arts backgrounds, and, you know, and, and for, you know, Bao and I being in the same generation, like we kind of, you know, looked up to these guys and, you know, in their movies and, and you know, practice martial arts ourselves but you know growing up in like majority white schools it, it was uncommon during that time to you know like while our friends are going to have soccer practice and ba basketball practice we were out doing kung fu or yeah and, and then we trained in whether it's garages or you know like kind of like what the movie um, kind of portrays you know that was our life and we kind of had a good sense that we can't be the only two that grew up this way and so if you notice that, you know, when you watch this movie, we don't ever explain that this is an Asian movie. We're Asians. We're, you know, yeah. we just get into it. These guys right. do Kung Fu yeah. in the garage. And, you know, this is their life, you know, without over explaining things. And, and, and um, so, so do that, you, the, yeah. Sorry. Do you know, do you think that genre is dead? Like the younger generation? Or can you still find people in garages trying to do their thing because of this inspiration from these types of genres? For me personally, um, it's still there, but it's a little different with the popularity of UFC. So for me, I love the UFC, but what's missing now is the Zen and the philosophy behind the martial arts. Yeah. Now it's all about how do we break down our opponent in the least time possible, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I feel that's what's missing between the older era and now. Yeah, yeah there, there are some fighters though um, in the UFC that I think bring that sense of honor to their opponent. I just watched a UFC fight recently, and one of the, the opponents actually did Seiza, knelt down, oh. bowed to their opponent, who they, you know, kind of knocked out, and waited for them to get up, went over there, bowed to them, and then shook their hand. Didn't celebrate, didn't make any hoopla, he just did what he was supposed to do, but with honor. And that's why I talked about earlier, and that's what's, I think, missing in a lot of the UFC fights now. Mm -hmm. It's become more of a show as opposed to an art form. And I think that's what we need to go back to, I think. And yeah. that's the beauty of something like this. It's, it's an art form, you know, it's a human. So that's why I think it's such a beautiful movie. And that's why it transcends beyond the genre and the fun of the Kung Fu right. stuff. But having said that, can we talk a little bit about the white character and the kind of the humor I saw a lot of, of making fun of him trying to be Chinese and all that. So <laughs> what were you thinking when you were constructing that character? What was I thinking? Um, <laughs> well, it's a really fun character because I think for all of us, I think there's a lot of layers we were playing with, but for all of us, a lot of us may have learned martial arts even from Caucasian. Uh, I still do it as well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting uh, transition now where the art of Chinese Kung Fu is being passed on to non-Chinese non and to uh, Caucasians and Europeans and whatnot. And they're actually practicing it to a better level and a better degree than, say, the old Kung Fu masters. So uh, there's always that. But also, I guess, as an Asian American, kind of what does that 
what kind of guilt complex is being triggered in that because it's very complex sometimes we don't speak the language sometimes we don't carry the torch as we feel like we should be and i think that's the conflict that these characters go through in the movie and that's kind of the interesting interplay about carter is that not only you know is he appropriating but you know he's he's earned it in a lot of ways because he's 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 the one who actually carried the torch while our three heroes have bumbled you know their 20 years of their lives and not done it and and you also have to think about it like when you actually watch the movie you know even though technically carter's character could be you know you could perceive him as as the villain in the Mm -hmm. movie or whatever it is but when you actually watch the movie go back again and watch the the young tigers were actually the bullies they were actually the ones going to schools and you know doing these bamos and and and, and challenge matches and and so that's sort of the complexity of this story is that you know our our actual protagonists kind of start off as these little you know little kid douchebags who you know go around and beating up people and one of the victims was actually carter you know the, the white character who actually you know in in his story arc in in some odd ways actually idolized the three tigers right in in his talk right. with them you know right. he knew it about them he knew you know like you know danny eight hands and just explained everything you know why they were legendary and and the fact that they never really accepted him you know and so therefore now at middle age you have this interesting conflict. Now he's at, on top of this mountain, right? And, yeah. and the others are at the bottom. So, yeah. yeah. I, I hope people can t- pull back and see those analogies to the bigger part of life, right? You were going to say? Yeah, no, for me, that's one of the elements I loved about the script because we all had people like that in our Kung Fu karate schools. You know, the, the white guy or the, you know, the brother that comes in wearing Kung Fu slippers and we're like, really? <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, dude. You know, but... But for me, I loved it because when I read it, it read to me that Carter just wanted to be part of the cool crowd. And we were the bullies and we were the cool guys, you know. So and that's why Chuck's supposed to now when we're all freaking overweight and whatever, but losers. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. So so for me, yeah, I I found that element, that dynamic between Carter and plus King and Carter have this kind of bromance kind of with (laughs) chops going at each other. But but for me, it's just I, I went I like for me, I read it a layer deep as far as like. This guy just wanted to be friends with him, man. If we were if we were open enough back then to just say, yo, man, you want to go hang out, see a movie or something? We probably could have been all bros. So it's, it takes that little kind of thing. So it hit me because I knew guys like that. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's why it's yeah. very real. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to just ask one more question because I think the, again, addressing today's Afro-Asian tensions, mm-hmm. your film does a really great job in, in showing a legitimate relationship between you know the two communities in a way that's not trying to stage it where we have this oh your background and mine you know but then you do insert those tension words like oh no he called me the n-word and what does that do to a person so addressing racism through your film did you want to talk a little bit about that and how that kind of resonates with today yeah i mean just speaking primarily as a seattle uh, based filmmakers, uh, you know, our history of Seattle has Bruce Lee in our DNA. Bruce Lee, when he first came to America, uh, taught Kung Fu and landed in, in Seattle. He taught, he taught Kung Fu to many people, many diverse backgrounds. His first student was a black American. His, his whole first core group were uh, just kind of a Benetton uh, family of just many stripes. And that's, those students still teach to this day. And so we kind of inherit this history of just multiculturalism and Kung Fu, but also just learning to practice something together in a familial bond. Um, so I think that's kind of an important things that we kind of train together with African-Americans and, and any other type of uh, races and colors, yeah. that they're also like we're Kung Fu family. Um, I think that's kind of the dynamic that we have with these three musketeers in a lot of ways. Like when one is offended, all are offended. 
you know, all are aggrieved. And then so they all kind of, you know, team up and, and then uh, defend each other. So I think that's a really interesting dynamic that we have here is that, you know, again, if we're talking about intersectionality and all these things about like, yeah, if any of us is, is down, it's our job for the rest of the other colors to kind of step up and also defend uh, the one that's down at the moment because we might be down the next moment. And I think that's the question of the whole movie here. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, uh, the beautiful thing about Paper Tigers is it has a subtle way of showing true solidarity. You know, so f- uh, for me growing up, I had a lot of race, I was involved with a lot of racism and, and, and got beat down a mm. lot. And it was the black community that welcomed me first, ah. that protected me. Huh. So it's that rung true to me also. I, we haven't even talked about this. So, so for me, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and I was worried about that one line when I'm talking to the Kelby's, I'm like, oh, well, people just walk out if I say, you know, and I go, well, you get to eat the chicken, you know, so, so, but then when it's, when people see it paid off, it's beautiful when you see the VHS and he's like, you always ate the best piece of chicken, you know, you always say the best, you know, yeah, seafood challenge. Exactly. It comes, you know, full circle. And I felt that was so beautiful, you know, but it's finding that balance. And I think what Paper Tigers does, it's, it does, it shows just by being a POC cast. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. One more thing I wanted to add too, is that you transcend, it's a transnational story really, because you're bringing in the Chinese culture and then you're bringing in all these uh, different ethnic communities into this story, right? But without trying to highlight, this is a racial issue. It has nothing to do with that. But I also think that I commend you for you know, Asian, martial arts films, because I, you know, with me and my experience in Kung Fu films, is it's always been a Chinese thing. Asian Americans never really had an Asian American martial arts film, or I, I can't remember anything like that. So I feel like this is groundbreaking in a sense that you own your own piece of work while giving tribute but mocking everything about the genre and still inserting your own story. So I, I congratulate all of you on that. Are there any other things you want to share that we haven't heard or how we're going to entice people to come and see Paper Tigers? Well, I'll just add on to, yeah, the Asian American film is that we, what we want to do is just obviously tell our experience. And uh, it is not Chinese. It is not fully, you know, white American. It is that, that really love letter to Chinatown, love letter to immigrant experience. Uh, and like, just like you were saying, for us, when we were taking Kung Fu or taking, you know, Kung Fu in, in, in America, you know, we would call them Sifu last name. It's not Wong Sifu, right? If uh, maybe Hong Kong people might, you know, pick uh, these little nits. It's like, that's not accurate Cantonese. But here in America, we've adopted that nomenclature now because now you have Sifu and then Joe, Sifu, Jerry, you know, right, and then it becomes right. that now. Yeah. And that's an intentional choice to say, this is an Asian American Kung Fu story. This is an Asian American experience story and not a, a you know, a transplant or a, a type of, a, you know, translation of a, of, a, of a Chinese story. So that's specific to what we wanted. And every choice there is very specific about what we wanted to say about what was truthful to our experience. Cool. Yeah, there's never been an Asian American film like this as far as yeah. uh, layering the comedy with, a, you know, with, with true drama, it's a, so much heart, right? Because like I said in earlier, it's like, that's what I love the script. It, it, it was, we've seen stuff out of Hong Kong through you know, Stephen Chow and other people, but yeah. never from Asian right. American perspective. So. so you guys like Stephen Chow oh, again, yeah, Dosing yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. um, yeah. Jackie Chan, do of you course. like, and Jet Li? Yeah. Have you ever seen The Masters? Yeah. Yes. You have? Yeah. You didn't recognize me in it? <laughs> oh, we should. Should we right. like the movie? You were asking how people yeah, see Yeah, please. The, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, the Paper Tigers, we are out in theaters and all digital platforms. And I want to repeat this, is that we are an independent film 
uh, we are POC cast, we are POC producers and director front and, and behind the camera. And that we, this was a 10 year process. 10 years. And we fought hard to cast the people that we wanted to cast. And today we have gone as high as number four on iTunes. We are uh, doing well on Amazon. Um, and we are 100% uh, uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and also ranked as the number 10 best Asian American film of all time. So, it's pretty impressive. So again, we're a small indie and we were able to achieve all of this, but you know, it, it can't stop there because we need people to go out, spread the word, go watch it in theaters if you feel safe enough, and go watch it on iTunes, Amazon, Vudu, Google Play, Microsoft, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it is that That's you great. feel good with, please watch it, spread the word, because this is how independent film and POC artists can survive. That's so cool. You guys have come a long way. Again, congratulations. All the work well done. And best of the future. Looking forward to more. Thank you for breaking boundaries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.